calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that caught your eye over the oat milk at Trader Joe's, and I'm pretty sure there might have been something there, so if that was you, please reach out. I'm hitting reply to your <laughs> Miss From Grinnell. the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We want to remind you all that we have our Croatia trip coming up next September. We are super excited about it. We have had one more person sign up. So we have 12 spots filled and six left with two early bird spots still open. So if you want to sign up, you can do that at bit.ly slash Croatia. Six spots left. Better get on those. I know, right? Also want to remind everyone, season six, we are now releasing bonus Patreon episodes for all of our Patreon supporters. Our most recent one came out a couple weeks back. That was on Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And our next one coming out on February 27th, so in just a few weeks, is going to be on Fire Island. We had a blast, a blast. talking about this movie. <laughs> it's our first gay men movie. I know. We were excited. Crazy. <laughs> Also, February 27th is my birthday, so everyone remember that. It is. That. I forgot. Well, happy birthday to you. We're releasing in a, a happy birthday Patreon to bonus me, episode. Sire Island. Also, we were nominated for a Queer Tea Award for Best Podcast, so you can vote until February 21st, once every single day, at bit.ly slash lesvote. On some trivia news, A, we have some sad news, which is that we are going to cancel or reschedule our um, L Word Generation Q trivia event that was planned for February 16th. If you did buy tickets for that, um, we'll be sending a refund your way. Um, we are going to be reaching out a little bit more to see where there is some interest in trivia events because these uh, we've just been seeing 
less interest than we had seen in previous times. So if you're interested in doing online trivia and specifically if you have shows or topics or things like that that you would want to get tickets for, um, please email us, DM us, uh, send us some ideas of of what people want to do because we are here. We want to host these events and we want everyone to have a good time. Our next planned trivia, we're going to announce it a little in advance so that people know, and we're going to see if that helps get a little bit more interest. We are planning our next trivia event for Yellow Jackets. So we're planning a trivia event for the Yellow Jackets premiere that will be all on season one, just in time for season two to to kick up. So that's going to be on March 26th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, and... Buzz buzz, we hope to see you all there. Yes, and afterwards we'll all watch the show together, which will be really fun. In the Greater Les Universe, Janelle Monet's new track drops February 16th. It is called Float. We cannot wait. It's been many years since a new Janelle Monet track, so we are excited. Uh, Janelle Monet is just fire. Yeah, they're, they're everything. Yes. We also want to shout out at the Grammys that Unholy won for best pop duo or group performance. So shouting out both Sam Smith and Kim Petras, who was the first trans woman to win in that category. And Sam Smith, obviously also non-binary. So just queer wins all around. Queer all around. Also, that song is a banger. Love it. A bop. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode 13 of season six, Missed Queer Nections. And we, <laughs> I really, I had to like get my mouth around that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are joined by- <laughs> I won't by... make any comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, already out the gate. Um, you walked I'm ignoring it. Ellie and we are joined by a very <laughs> special guest today. Uh, Elle Mills, who's one of the most buzzed about content creators on YouTube. She has a following of over 3.1 million across all social platforms. She's a true storyteller, creating short films on YouTube that speak to the awkward and hilarious coming of age experience in today's society. And now is writing and directing and sharing her passion for storytelling in the traditional filmmaking space. She just released her directorial debut short film, Reply, that's been acquired by Creator Plus and won the Festival Honor Award at Buffer Festival. Oh my gosh, Elle, hi, welcome. Hello. Hello, (laughs) thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you here and super excited to talk about your new short film. Why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about your short film, Reply? So Reply is a queer romance. It's set in the 2000s. It's kind of inspired... Because I grew up loving 2000s romance films. And so I kind of wanted, like, the dream was always to make a queer one. So about this boy who um, makes this film after finding a bunch of his mom's old videotapes from the summer of 2006, where summer before she went to college and as, like, a last project before leaving her hometown, she decides to build a treehouse and during the process, uh, she meets her new neighbor, and things happen. I have, I'm not very good at explaining <laughs> that's it. Good. But, no, um, that's a yeah. good. That is definitely a good explanation. I definitely got those vibes from it of the 2000s stuff. What's your favorite? What are your favorite 
like 2000s rom-coms? I know that's a difficult question. I think my guilty pleasure is John Tucker Must Die. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 It's a classic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, like, she's the man. Early on, I loved the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yep. Classic. Gosh, what else? What else? What? what, what are, do you guys have any favorites? Um, I have a lot, but for me, well, I don't know if this is, is this even the 2000s? Maybe this is the 90s. 10 Things I Hate About You. I love yes. that one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen, my go-to early aughts, like our obsession when I was in high school, because I, I, my comfort watches with my best friend were Princess Diaries and mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge. So, Ooh. yeah. An Very- era, an era of filmmaking. Yes. Know? Yes. Yes. I think, too, there's... um. Part of your YouTube channel, you've compared yourself to like Ferris Bueller too, right? Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love like that. Like, I think even um, when when we got your bio, there was like something in it about like the John Hughes of YouTube. I know or I something. trimmed it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Which no, I loved. yeah, <laughs> I loved. No, yeah. I mean, it was like um, I found it like hard to explain my video style, and so I feel like I kind of narrowed. Over the years, I narrowed it down to imagine if Ferris Bueller had a YouTube channel. I think it's the easiest way to yeah. get it across to people who have no clue. I love it. And I like watching it. watching it had those good nostalgia vibes plus the queerness. Maybe you can't tell us about any of your newer projects, but are you thinking about trying to make a more long form queer rom-com at some point? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, the past year I've been, I think after making Reply, because that was my first time writing and directing, and it's been a big dream of mine, but I've always been afraid to jump into it just because I haven't gone to film school. I don't really know, like, all the technical side of things. But uh, after that, it kind of really turned my life upside down, and I've been working and writing for the past year on a feature, which it isn't a long form of Reply, but I'd say Reply is a good, it sets the world in the heart of like kind of what a queer romance from me would look like. And so, yeah, hopefully I'm I'm working on like the third draft of it. So I've been experiencing a writer's block, but hopefully it'll be done in the next few months. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I watched some of the videos on your YouTube channel about it, but like it definitely seems like a it makes sense as next steps for you, because even in your like older YouTube videos, I feel like just like your editing is more film style in a way. Mm-hmm. Even for the like more, this is a YouTube video. I think you, that I just feel like you have a good eye for it. That's my oh, compliment you. to you. <laughs> thank you That's so all. much. Yes. Let's talk a little bit just like about the missed queer connection of it all, which is the title of this episode. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to super spoil it, I guess, but we... <laughs> I guess we sort of have to have this conversation, yeah. but basically the storyline, right, is that these two girls meet, form this connection that is clearly very queer, but one of them has a boyfriend, is like, this is the path that my life, quote unquote, should take, mm-hmm. and they sort of miss that opportunity. Have you had any experiences like that that informed this, where it's- no. No, actually, <laughs> I didn't want to say that early on, but no, it's okay. I, I mean, I've definitely had like it, I would say connections I were never meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, but um, definitely missed connections. But yeah, when I look back now, I mean, like at the time, obviously, I'm like, like, I'm always like, they're the one that got away. But uh, looking back in hindsight, I think all of them, yeah, 
weren't meant to be. So. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's also like a maturity in that, right? Of like you could, it's like quote unquote the one that got away, but then like in yeah. your current life, you're like, actually, no, I'm good. Like it's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Ellie, what are you saying about our meat cute over the oat milk? I know. It well, we missed we missed our moment, Lee, and so it's true. never coming back again. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gone now. It's okay. It's fine. I love actually. Let's. I'm like. Let's do a. Let's do a quick exercise that maybe I will completely not be able to do. Okay. What's great. the gayest misconnection? Lee made a good one at the beginning. Like it can be completely fake, but like, what's the gayest misconnection you can think of? I'm like, I saw you in line. At the Haley Kiyoko concert, <laughs> I was wearing con- black Converse with a rainbow on the side. And I was with my girlfriend at the time. But like, it's like just gay, gay, gay. Okay. I feel like it's going to be like we were in the bathroom of a like, local one, lesbian bar and uh-huh. you needed a tampon and <laughs> like... <laughs> But I think our fingers brushed when I handed it to you, and like there might have been a spark there. Yes. Yeah. I'm here for it. Al, what about you? What do you think is the gayest? (laughs) I don't know if we can talk your guys. (laughs) Um, Oh gosh, I'm so like, I'm really bad at improv. Like, I was on the improv team in high school, Mm. and we got last place. (laughs) (laughs) Out of how many? I think like there was like two or three. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. not too bad. That's not that's too not bad. bad. Yeah, not yeah. Horrible. That's still meddling. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. You really got yeah. a bronze medal, even for last yeah, yeah. place. So you're fine. Yeah, I think you gotta, you gotta, Participation you gotta turn that spin on for that. Like I was third place in my improv team in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm gonna tell a quick story. You think about <laughs> it. Write it down. Okay. So <laughs> I don't. I'm know just why. gonna keep thinking up more. We'll be here Sorry, all night. The bathroom just sparked something for me. I'm really excited for this story. So <laughs> this is not. This is not a misconnection for me. This is somebody else who thinks that I'm their misconnection, but this story just cracks me up every time, and it's so it's actually bad. Okay, so I was in the bathroom at a gay bar, right? And this I girl, was so on with that. Look at this that. This girl comes up to me and she goes, "I went up to her and I was like, are you waiting for anyone?' Okay, and I was thinking like, are you waiting for anyone?" Or are you in line for the bathroom? Right. Like, I just need to know if I can use this stall. Right. And she's like, yes. Okay. So I go to the bathroom. I do not think about that interaction at all. Month or two later, this girl messages me on Instagram and is like, hey, (laughs) I just wanted to let you know, I was so upset when you said, are you waiting for someone? And I unfortunately had to say yes, but I'm not with that girl anymore. So like, I figured like, oh my we, God. Could, we could. She thought that was your pickup oh. line. And I was like, I, it was not, it was not meant to be. It was not meant to be, but that has stuck with me forever. So whenever I am in the line for the bathroom, like I can't <laughs> use that phrase. Wow. I'm like, you like lesbians are like, Either they you were hitting on them and they have no clue, or you said the most like yeah. not hitting on you thing and they're like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, or you really... like bumped into them and you were like, Oh sorry, and they were like, The love of my life. Yes. yes. But yeah. the fact that she thought about it for months. Wow. Months. 
And then hey, I don't know but how she, she was found shooting me. her shot. And then Ellie. I don't know how she found me on Instagram because I did not talk to this person. I said that one sentence to her, and that was. Are it. you are you questioning lesbians' ability? I know, like you know, it's easy to, like, enough to stalk people, media, but hunt that was you could be a fan. Else. That yeah. was something else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're are right you too. waiting for someone? That's are gonna, you waiting that's for a, someone? That's a move, Ellie. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the move. Go in the bathroom. Listen up, listen. I was in the bathroom. You asked me, was I waiting for someone? <laughs> I unfortunately was. Like, that's the kicker, too, where she was Incredible. so sad. She was like, I'm like that poor girl she was with, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Yeah. Have you thought of anything else? <laughs> okay. I just was, all I've got gotten is um, gay astrology. So I'm okay, like, yes, got it. Yes. Got astrology. It. Mm-hmm. You read my tarot cards last week. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Got the lover's card. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. That's it. It's yep. perfect. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Listeners, you if just you have any think of the stereotypes. That's all. You just got to yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. we were at the dog park and your German shepherd really loved The dog my... park. Yeah. That's I mean, good. you got to, there's like too many options. Wait, we were at the MSPCA. We... I was waiting we... for, with my cat to go to the... <laughs> to go to the emergency room and you were waiting with the cat of the same color <laughs> okay i'm also i'm gonna tie Sorry, us back to the movie now night, but... um we were at home depot i was picking yes. up lumber mm-hmm. yes. you were working at home depot obviously yeah okay yes that's good. a really good one on that note are you a crafty gay like could you have built that treehouse? oh no literally not at all <laughs> i'm not good with, so I'm you gonna, I'm about to been... knock it with my hands, but not good <laughs> craft. Everyone disregard so. that last thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just bleep it out, Ellie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you would have been, what What was she doing? Hammering oh, a screw? Yes, screws, yes. Mm-hmm. I would have been Casey, yes. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like every relationship, though, like as you have the yin and the yang, you need the gay who cannot build and the gay who can build because Absolutely. that's me and my girlfriend. Like she's a Home Depot lesbian, uh-huh. and I watch. <laughs> my, You're like me, I am a make a cocktail and sit the here lesbian cheerleader. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and that you're doing you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, literally, me and my girlfriend too. Um, mm-hmm. She like completely renovated a whole van. That's nice. cool. I could not. <laughs> not me. Couldn't be me. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, you need you need both. Like otherwise your house is going to have just a, com- a bunch of like uncomplete mm-hmm. furniture, uncomplete, mm-hmm. incomplete furniture. Well, actually, I can build furniture. If there's instructions, I can. I so can the make, Ikea I, furniture you can yes, do, but not. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Very proud of myself for being able to do that. <laughs> we we had, I had this idea, which honestly you can take if you want to use it for your YouTube channel because I will never do it. That it was a dating show plus Ikea with lesbians. Okay. So you give two, it's like a blind date, right? Two queer people Uh have to make Ikea furniture together. And at the end, they decide if they're compatible and they want to go on a date. (laughs) I like that. That's really cute. But I will never do it. So (laughs) That's like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) It's bad. But that's the thing. If they start fighting, it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they actually successfully complete the furniture they could be so move in together yeah yes exactly <laughs> yeah, <then> you, you. <laughs> actually the end of the show by the end of the show they built enough furniture 
they that they could put it in a house. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you have to keep progressing through the levels until you have a full furniture set mm-hmm. and then you build a house. And then you you haul together. And then yeah. you yes. live in that house. Listen, can it. I can I tell you cuz I honestly thought so in the movie the first time that you meet Hayden's character, right? She's like moving out of her little U-Haul. I legit thought that she was I thought they were going to like need to borrow like she would need to borrow her U-Haul and then they would meet like in I I was waiting for like the U-Haul scene like driving it and just being like, "Uh, lesbians in a U-Haul." There you go. <laughs> I was so I ready have. for it. But I instead really instead we Home Depot and I think that's equally good, you yes. know. Yes. <laughs> also valid. Yes. I never noticed how yeah, the U-Haul, like the building, I, oh, yeah. I never made that connection. I guess I was just subconscious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to write a queer love story, it's just like, it just flows. Yes. Like, yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your like YouTube to, to film journey. Mm-hmm. Because I just also watched one of the videos on your channel. What is it? What happened to Elle Mills? Yes. Is that the? Yeah. And I would love for you to just speak on that and speak about Mm -hmm. your experience because it really resonated with me. Um, Yeah, so I made a, it's kind of my last video and I I wanted to, I don't know, because I I didn't want it to be this thing of like, fuck YouTube. Like it it, it was, it's never, it's never been that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been doing YouTube since I was like a kid, but like, full-time as a teenager and so I kind of grew up on camera and there are a lot of things like consequences that I, I'm still dealing with because of the success of that I don't know like a lot of my relationships I'm really condensing my life <laughs> story yeah, yeah. Here, but, yeah. Um, but um yeah like I think there's also like that, that YouTube grind I don't know once you ride that high it's like it's like addicting and it's you I don't know there's like a lot of crazy stuff I was doing and pushing myself and like I don't know there there was just like I guess like a lot of the things that I think because of like my career I, I you know I started to experience panic attacks and I became depressed and and I was unsure why because I've like ever since I was a kid I've loved making stuff I've loved creating and so it was very confusing and it was also not great that I was experiencing all all that publicly and so I mean, over the course of the years, I've I've kind of been very vocal about like that burnout. Um, I made a video a few years ago, a few years ago called "Burnt Out at 19, um, where I was I was very raw, and that's another thing. Like I was very growing, like I was very impulsive about documenting my life as a teenager, and I I've I, there's like videos of me having mental breakdowns like online, and that "Burnt Out at 19 has kind of shows that and like what the behind the scenes of my career was looking like so yeah I mean all all of that like I I think it's just once the pandemic hit I think it's like I I mean for everyone it kind of just changed everything I think it put things in perspective for me and I taking some time away realized I'm like uh, this is I don't know It, it just wasn't for me anymore but I still loved creating and so I wrote the script because I had time too and but then I made reply and I think that's when I kind of decided I was like I think it's time to shift and end this chapter of my life because I feel like YouTube is like my my college years my teenage years and 
You know, I think I think it needs to be normalized on YouTube that I think it's okay to leave and like yeah. end on a good note. You know, I don't want to. I'm not enjoying it. And a reason I started YouTube was like I didn't I didn't make money for the first few years on it. I I was just very I just loved making stuff. And by the end, I realized I wasn't enjoying that, and I was doing it for the money. So it's like okay, it's time to. I don't know, change something. I feel like I'm rambling. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no, it's okay. We're just listening. It's like, I mean, yeah, it, no. makes, it makes a lot of sense. And it is mm-hmm, like yeah. very, I think it's a side of social media that we're starting to talk more about. Mm-hmm. Because a, a lot of the like, a lot of these social media platforms are still pretty young when you think about it. Yeah. Right. Sure. So like people like you who started on youtube when they were young it's Mm -hmm. like oh it it makes sense that like that's so stressful to be in the public eye like that Mm -hmm. from a young age and i'm personally glad that you're not at a young age i mean yeah i mean even yeah even as adults it's like so stressful to be putting yourself under a microscope yeah but i'm glad that you're that you've reframed that for yourself because I'm like I'm a performer and and like I feel like I understand that when you're like why is something that I love not feel good anymore mm-hmm. and no, like yeah. it's really important to take a minute to be like okay I do love this and here's how I'm gonna like really make sure I'm I'm doing this because I love it no yeah I mean it's like also like with like YouTube and just social media in general like you are the product you know, um, and that's and that becomes dangerous because like I, I, your self-worth becomes so intertwined with your career. And uh, it's it's uh, that's a, you know, a dangerous yeah. thing. Well, and that's and it's I mean, I, I guess invasive is like the first word that's coming to mind too. to like. I mean, I'm I'm just thinking even of like I know I talked to we put out a musical last year, like a, a podcast musical so like a like a broadway show but make it a podcast and i was talking to jasmine savoy brown who starred opposite ellie in it and because i wrote all the music for it and she now is i mean obviously has like her acting career but is also doing a lot more music and stuff and i was like i was talking to her about writing music and i was like i am just like i'm always in awe of people who just like write their own stuff and then like perform it themselves like with like just songs where you're like, here's a song that I wrote like about my life and stuff. And I'm like, could not, not a chance. And I, you know, I'm like, I love writing music for us. Like for the the stuff we do, I'll, I'll write Ellie songs. I'm like, Ellie, I will so happily write you a song, like whatever you want. Like I'll write it for you. The idea of like writing a song about like me and then just like putting it out there. I'm like, Oh my God, that feels like so Huh, like that hits too close to home. No, yeah. I'm like the idea of of spending like your entire teenage years with just like putting your whole like life mm-hmm. out on camera like that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just it is we take for granted, I think, the idea that people are even willing to do that now because that's not like that's not a thing <laughs> that used mm-hmm. to exist, you know? Like that's No, yeah. That's a pretty I mean, recent development in like humankind's history that I don't mm-hmm. think we are evolved for yet really you know no yeah for sure and i I just think like youtube and social media in general like really promotes this idea of like sharing your vulnerability and i totally get what you're saying about like music and stuff like i feel like with my youtube videos that was like kind of my art form 
and I wanted to be vulnerable and I wanted like that was my way of expressing myself and yeah I mean like I feel like vulnerability also equals like views people want to see people want to be it's it is invasive people want yeah to like get a peek in and I think that was like the biggest thing I learned the one lesson I've took from this whole experience was not everyone deserves your vulnerability and I think and it's tricky because I feel like with art it is like it is about being vulnerable it is about you know putting a piece of yourself in it yeah and I felt like with YouTube it it, it was a little blurry because it required a lack of privacy and that's why when I finally found the confidence for filmmaking it, it was this way of telling stories that wasn't at the expense of my privacy I don't know there's like a I feel at peace there's this uh, anxiety over the past few years that I just couldn't get rid of and I feel like it's like you know it's kind of simmered down I'm obviously I'm really I'm, I'm a pretty anxious person but it's a different kind of anxiety you know? yeah yeah you know? no it is and the, there's like such a double-edged side to it where it's like if you're not vulnerable for people you're not real Mm-hmm. you know like you lose yeah. that piece of humanity that allows people to like see you as a real person but like it's that's such a that's such a high cost to ask of people to remember that it's like oh yeah there's like a human person on the other side of this but mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I I totally agree with Ellie I think like the the pivot into being able to like tell stories that don't have to be your own you know and that's why like I actually love that it's like oh have you had like this kind of misconnection story and you're like no, no. and I'm like oh my god <laughs> great like perfect because please yeah. yeah like get like I think especially with like your first film like starting out with like having some separation you know so it's so you don't have to come out and just be like oh yeah here's how it's based on my story of this because mm-hmm. it's like that's exactly the same thing and this there you know like yeah having that buffer is probably gonna be great and also it's such a cute fucking story like I I don't know I just I really enjoyed it it gave me strong I mean a because I think it does appeal to like that era especially like I don't know why seeing someone on a flip phone like brought me so much joy yeah I'm like, where did you dig up a flip phone? Like, did you? Or just like in the, the VCR itself? You know what I mean? Yes, like, the VCR yeah. tapes, like that. I that killed me. I'm like, where did this? I'm sorry, this kid is supposed to be what 16 Gen Z. I'm like, where is he digging up the little TV with the built-in tape player? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you can order that shit on Amazon. Oh, like, you probably I, can. That's right. My my mom is trying to get me to convert all of our home videos, which is like <laughs> insane. My mom made me do that. Tell her there's okay. like there's places that you just pay them to do that. No, you drop off the box too, and they put them all on DVD. It is way too expensive though. To do, you, we have hundreds, and it costs you like a hundred dollars to do two. Oh, no, like, it does not. No, but it is expensive. A hundred dollars to do <laughs> okay. ten. All right, fine. It's too expensive. So <laughs> I will be using my labor. But how did you do it? Because it is difficult to do. Was this thing called Elgato? Like I, it was basically like I used my computer to like. I had to connect an Elgato connector thing and to a, like a VHS player, and then it like went straight to the computer, and then you can record screen record the video in auto. But you have to like watch the whole, the whole thing, thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's why because I we don't have a working VCR, so I had to try to buy one on Amazon, and you, there's a bunch, but it's difficult to find one that still works. That's like so I feel funny. like I ordered one and then it still didn't work. And I was like, no. <laughs> I know. I wonder what happened to like my parents sold their house, like the the house that I that we lived in when I was in like middle school, high school and stuff. They sold that house 
uh, last year, and they they were just like, I'm over this. Like they just sort of washed their hands of the whole thing. They like brought in a guy who will be like, I'll run an estate sale and just like sell all your shit. And if I can't sell it, like I'll get rid of it. And he gets to keep the money from whatever. And I'm like, dude, I know that there were like, I like, I know they saved a, a bunch of stuff. Like we, they like, you know, kept a, a bunch of stuff that they wanted to keep. And I'm sure we kept like a bunch of home videos. But I'm like, there must have just been like random tapes full of like, oh, we like recorded the Gilmore Girls episode from the week on this VCR <laughs> tape to like watch it later because we weren't home. There must have just been like random ass tapes. And I'm like, who got those? Like, where are they now? I what hope happened somebody to them? is just watching your home videos. Right? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. I think we kept the home videos. I feel like we probably kept the home videos. But like. Yeah. Elle, you have said that you like created stuff forever, like since you were young. Do you remember like mm. the first thing you ever filmed or edited? Like that was not on YouTube. You know what I mean? That yeah. was just like for fun. Me and my siblings always made music videos. Nice. Um, specifically like, Disney Channel. Nice. Music so like. Like Joe Bros, Camp Rock, High School Musical. Uh, yeah, I, used to, I started off with like Windows Movie Maker. Oh my God. Yeah, and then transitioned to like my dad got me like MacBook and then like did iMovie. So we just used to like, oh, like that was our favorite thing to do just in our free time together. So um, you were you were dancing and singing in these music videos where you yeah. were writing a new story to it would the be Disney like, Channel songs? No, it would be like my sister... We were using my little brother a lot, mm. so he would always be the guy, and then my my sister would be the girl in it, and then like we would just like I don't know, like I'm, I'm we would try to like replicate the videos. I'd say, like mm. I remember like there's like an SOS by the Jonas Brothers. Like I remember, I remember like we would just do by scene by scene, and it would we started off like it would, we didn't have an editing software at first, and the camera my mom had, you could like clip the clips together like if you record one clip and then you record another clip and then you could combine the clips on the camera itself oh my god and so that's how we would do it we would like record each scene but yeah it would be just like i don't know random like sometimes we would do dances so i mean it was a mix there's a variety i know? love it i need to watch the sos music video now did you i mean i've definitely with the jonas I was, brothers? oh my god i was obsessed with the jonas brothers i went to a jonas brothers i've told the story before lee knows it but I chased their bus. <gasps> That's my dream. <laughs> I was. I went to one of their shows. I was in high school. Actually, Demi Lovato opened for them, which was <gasps> amazing. So and I do remember that I was like, they'd just been in School of Rock. And I remember I was like, Demi's so good. But then the Jonas Brothers came on and I was like, and then <laughs> at the end of the concert, all of these like prepubescent teenage girls like crowd around and like head towards back. And I just feel like I mindlessly followed everyone. And then all of a sudden their bus was coming. I saw Nick in the front of the bus in a white tee. And then everyone started running. I started running. We're all <laughs> screaming. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like afterwards, I felt like I was in a trance. Like, I, I almost, like, slapped out of it and was like, wait, what just happened? Like, it was. Oh, that's my dream. Mania. Like, that's how I can only. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You describe it. Yeah. So yes. I, and I think I, I actually I saw... saw them on their most recent tour. I definitely did. Mm-hmm. When I was old. So No, I yeah. did too. I I mean I wish I wish I saw them um like during that era, like their like two thousand <laughs> Yes. No, that that was like the things I would do to go to like teleport back because I lived in Hong Kong at that time. So they mm. they weren't coming over there. But I loved them so much. But whenever they like got back because they broke up and they got back together, I was like, me and my sister, I'm like, we are going. I'm spending whatever. And I met them. I bought meet and greet tickets. And like, oh I was my God. Front row. And then I did the second night for the, like, the VIP bar. Like, I was like, I'm going to live out. Like, this is not going to happen again. But that's awesome. Honestly, good for you. I didn't run after the bus the second time, but I, I was very happy <laughs> at that concert. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I knew all the I love concerts I'm like it's very rare where I'm at a concert where I know like all the songs mm-hmm. so yeah it was a really good good time honestly they are so good mm-hmm. like I'm not ashamed yep sorry Lee are you not a Travis <laughs> fan I'm, I'm not it's ashamed. not even that I just feel like it was a, a different era for me I'm like clearly aging myself here that I'm like it's okay I just it, I was I think I was too old for like the hype who, at that oh, point who would you have run Let's say yeah. you would ever Spice run girls. screaming. Okay, Spice well, yes. Okay, well, yes. Same, same. I would definitely run after the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. I've never I mean, seen them yeah, in but concert, like the though. Spice Girls at the when was the so you just okay okay Ellie you just said you thought the Jonas Brothers peak was what like two thousand eight yeah okay so that's the year I graduated from college. So and, yeah, you wouldn't have been running after. <laughs> no, I mean it would have been like it was just I was a little past that era of time i would say for me the spice girls peak was like what like late 90s mm-hmm. yes maybe probably yeah. yeah 98 99 right yeah like i would say I that was kind of like up. their peak time so like yeah that for me that would have been like 12 13 like that's yeah yeah 19- it's just 90- a different 1997 different spice worlds came out yeah so i was i was 10 yeah that feels right right like uh, we are just talking about random shit, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I started a new band. It's called The Femmes, and we're all women and non-binary people. And so our whole thing is that we're only doing music by women and non-binary artists. And we had a rehearsal last week where we did Spice Up Your Life. Amazing. Ooh. And it was the highlight of my entire life. Like, I've Amazing. never, I've only ever sung that song by myself. Well, not by myself, really, but probably with my sister. When we were just like in a car or like dancing in our room. So to hear like a live band play Spice Up Your Life was this some other is relevant to my interests. Let's put it that way. Let's undo the video, Lee. Dude, see, but that's the thing. It's like you're not ashamed of the Jonas Brothers. Like I'm still not ashamed of loving the Spice Girls. Like they're fucking 
bobs. They're bobs. I once I like missed my exit driving home from college one time because I was like trying. I it was back when you had to like have whatever converter to like plug your phone, like thing into your. Uh, you had the little like tape deck converter for your iPod, I think, or something like in my car. And I was like switching Spice Girl CDs like on my on my like giant brick of an iPod, uh, iPod and missed my missed exit. exit. Driving home just because I was I was rocking out. I'm like at top of my lungs singing along every song. Yeah. Spice oh. Girls, man, they can still get it. I'm just waiting. I think they're coming. Are they coming back on tour? Because I need to see them before I die. I, you know, listen. I don't I, care. I, Honestly, I would see them if they were Let a girl dream, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I would really. Dead. Okay, sorry about this. So, let's get sort of back on track to whatever we were going to talk about. Who knows? I want to talk about another one of your videos because it's, I feel like, one of your more most iconic ones and we can't not talk about it before we end our interview, but... I would love to talk about your coming out video because that's like, at least for me, I think that's the first video I ever saw of yours. Tell us, I guess, just like tell us about what that was like for you because you were making videos before that. Uh huh. No, yeah. Oh, well, it's also interesting. I'm like, I'm because <laughs> my coming out video is my most popular video and I come out as bi in it, but you know, since then, I'm like definitely gay. <laughs> um but i'm like okay. i can't do like a mass update <laughs> i'm like yeah, i don't yeah. know how to update people but no yeah when i i remember oh gosh that was like 2017 so i it was like when i started venturing like because i started i entered the youtube space and i like had a bit of a following and so i started traveling out and i think once i got out of my hometown and it kind of opened my eyes and i met this girl and i just had a huge crush on her i was just like oh my gosh i was like <laughs> i was just like it was very uh, a relatable response. Crush. Yes, yes, in- yeah. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and queer, so I, queer stammering is yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think like that's it was just kind of like okay, I, you know, this is, I don't know. I feel like my video, if you watch it, it does revolve around that crush a lot. Like yeah. I, the way I come out to my friends, I was just so like infatuated I, I kind of I really honestly wanted to make a video for her so I really so I, the way I came out to my friends for those who haven't seen it it was I described my crush to them and made them draw them out and they all drew, drew guys and then at the end I shoot showed them a photo off screen of my crush and they're all like oh and so um, <laughs> yeah I, I really liked I was like when I I because I, I think I went a period of time where I stopped watching it because you know and then I, I was like that's actually like a clever idea. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for coming up with that. But um, yeah, and then when coming up with that, I wanted to be very true to myself. And like, so there was a lot of coming. I think at that time, there had been a lot of coming out videos on YouTube where people, usually it's people sitting down in like a very raw video. But I, I wanted to like my channel make it like a film like I, I think I romant like my my YouTube channel was a romanticization of my life um and I wanted it to feel like me and I do think that's you know what I did I I wanted to go big uh the way I came out to my family in it I wrapped my house in rainbow wrapping paper but also wanted to be like raw I wanted the mix you know and I had like 
it's so crazy because I'm I, I I've been thinking about it like a, a little bit over the past few months of like thinking back to that time because I'm now so like open and in, like just like you know so I feel so me and to think back to then like I I, I would cry like every other night and be like I can't I can't and like, it was just like this so it was so heavy and like it, it was so scary mm-hmm. and and I don't know why because I I do know everyone was so I mean. I do know why, but like everyone was, I knew that no one would have a bad reaction. I think it was just more of, I wasn't very vulnerable with my family and friends anyway. And it felt like a very, very vulnerable thing to talk about. And honestly, I came out, that that was my way of coming out to my, to everyone in my life. Besides everyone who I came out to in the video, I, that was, I didn't, I kind of wanted to kill a bunch of birds with one stone. Like I didn't, I, I just wanted, I feel like I'm, I stutter over my words a lot. And so I feel like that's why I use my YouTube videos. I like, I feel like it was a way for me to share what I'm feeling and thinking just because I'm not very good at, especially face to face. Like I'm like, I'm just like all over the place. So it, it was just like my way of, you know, perfectly articulating my, my thoughts and feelings, but hopefully I answered your question. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I just, I rewatched it today too, and I really understand what you're saying about like I had a similar experience. I didn't, I didn't film it. Like that's so like vulnerable and like so. I can understand why like that was really hard for you. But when there's that part of you really like talking about how difficult it is for you, like you're scared what other people are gonna think and all of that, like. I understood that completely, even being knowing, like, even if you know, like your brain knows, oh, like people are most likely going to be supportive. There's a huge amount of like just society that makes it really hard, even for people who are surrounded by people who are open. Like, and it's, it's just an it angsty is, time. I mean, there's like no it's way so around it. It's so much happening inside of you. Like, it's yeah. so much. And then you're like, there's the excitement of a new crush. But then there's also like, yeah, you're terrified of like, okay, so I thought my life was going to look like this and it's not going to look like that. And you're not quite sure what that new life is going to look like. But then same thing. I mean, for us, I'm like, I'm like, I was talking to my girlfriend today about. And I was like, yeah, it'd be so crazy if, like, being gay was just, like, all you talked about, like, joking. I'm like, it's all I talk about. Like, everyone. <laughs> like, everyone. You're like, sorry, I got to go make my big gay podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I'm like, talking oh, yeah, about being so, gay am I, am I gay? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got to go film my lesbian podcast. But, like. So silly. It is, it is, like, in the moment, it is so difficult. Mm-hmm. like so difficult so I mean I think just the fact that like you could make that and I think that that's been such a trend over the past however many years and like trend sounds like a bad word but I don't mean it in that way like mm-hmm. I think it's great that people like when people see those videos they can see themselves mm-hmm. yeah and like hopefully even if they have a super visceral reaction to them to figuring out themselves they know that they're not the only person who's feeling that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think that was something that was hard for me to grasp as because I was like nineteen when I posted that. I don't think it. I think only years later was I able to understand like how, and 
important mm-hmm. that is. Like, I feel like a lot, I've always had people come up to me and be like, your coming out video made me feel okay to come out too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's like a hard concept to grasp. And I, I never, I don't think I understood until, I don't know, like I, I think the more you see representation, it's 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 just like, it's it seems like a very obvious thing, but I don't know, the more representation is happening on just everywhere online and tv movies i don't know like there is the shift like i feel that i just even think back to when i first came out versus now i'm like there's just so much that has already changed and like you know we're headed in a good direction and i don't know i think it's i'm very like i think there was a period of time where i resented that video not sure i don't know why i I, i'm trying to remember why but i think it was just like i don't i yeah i don't know i don't know why i resented it now, because now it seems like stupid that I resented it, but I'm like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, did you feel like it like pigeonholed you in a way, or no, like, like that it like sort of put you in a box of like, yeah, a little you're bit. Like, I'm, yeah, I've been creating all of this content. Like, yes, I am also gay. Yes, and also but... honestly, I I came out. I remember this. I came out. I think prematurely because I've like since then have realized I'm not bi. I'm gay, and I think like that was something like I think. There was definitely subconsciously I was feeling like it was not the right label mm. maybe. And like also like with my family and friends, it was like we I came out and then I never talked about it with them. Like it wasn't like we were comfortable. Like I still wasn't very comfortable in my sexuality after I came out. And mm-hmm. it was very confusing because I was like this poster child for like the community when I wasn't able to have like tell my mom I had a crush on a girl, you know, like. Mm-hmm. I, so I think since moving to L.A. and just like, you know becoming an adult I think like I'm just so much more comfortable in my sexuality like everything I talk about is gay like you know and that was yeah. true like <laughs> a few years ago so it's like I'm so happy about how much more I'm comfortable in that and I do think like now that's why I don't resent it because you know I love being gay yes <laughs> as we all should Agreed. I mean yes Agreed. but it's also like sorry because I'm gonna segue us back to the movie as well but because I feel like there's so many connections and I think that's why like the the movie's super cute and I think like resonates for a lot of queer people is one of the things that was really interesting about it to me because I think there was a lot about it where it's like the style the filming the fact that because it's set in the odds and so it's like you know the the wardrobe and stuff like I was like I kept having flashbacks to like the web series because that was you know like the the like when I was in college like that was I feel like high peak years of like queer rep only in web series and stuff like that so like the anyone but me years and and like all those shows and what I think was interesting is that it's not those and I think it's still made with a lot more of the sensibilities of like how much the queer community and queer representation has changed since then and has grown since then in a lot of ways and some of the things that I actually really enjoyed about it is it's like it's you don't have there's no coming out in there right that was intentional yeah there's no like angsty like conversation about like what does it mean that I feel this way you're clearly into me let's unpack that like that I feel like we had to do with so many shows at that time you know of like what does this mean what do you mean you're gay what does that even mean like you know like that kind of like the PSA styleness of it Mm -hmm. 
that isn't it's just not there it's just not even there and there's something that i actually thought was so stinking cute about having this like missed connection style thing with the like clear gen z son who's like oh my mom's probably gay that's not the point here but like yeah maybe she was happy with you (laughs) (laughs) unknown lady like i and that to me just feels like so accurate you know of like where a 16 year old today would be and i'm like that is so not where a 16 year old was in 2002 you know like that's Mm -hmm. those are worlds away from each other and there i just thought that was really great like there was just something really great about getting to watch like the clear flirting and vibes and like even still like the you know like oh we're clearly flirting and my boyfriend just walked in awkward oh my god that scene killed me yeah I know (laughs) it's a lot but like but that didn't have to become like a oh my god I'm into you and you're a girl what does that mean the boyfriend Mm -hmm. being like who is that who is she are you into girls now what does that mean like there wasn't any of that you know, and it's like almost refreshing to be like, yeah, like we don't Thank have you. to put everyone into boxes. There's oh. just like, hey, I found this tape of like your clear summer crush that never turned into anything. Mm-hmm. You oh, still yeah. single? No. My mom is. Bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I mean, I appreciate it because I that was intentional. I, I think I mean, I think all like those shows and films where coming out aspect is involved. Like I, I'm. I think those are so great and very important, but I do think we're shifting yeah. to where we don't have to have that aspect in it. It can just be a love story. And I wanted that. I wanted it to be especially very innocent between these two girls because I don't think, I mean, there's been heart stoppers between, I just watched the episode last night. Um, I forget the characters' names, but I, I think like something for for the girls was, <laughs> it's always been, that's kind of my goal with my feature too. I don't think there's not a coming out aspect with it there too and I think that's like where we're headed I feel like more and more at least in my life I feel like the no one feels the need to come out anymore I feel like it's just like it's just becoming so normalized yeah at least I mean I I probably do live in a little bit of a bubble but I do think it's more and more and maybe if it's I don't know for you guys but yeah I mean I think that's very accurate I feel similarly but also like same thing like yeah just surround myself <laughs> with gay people so like uh-huh. I'm not quite sure if that statement is accurate as as widely spread but I do think we we talk about this a million times on this podcast because like a big thread of our show is representation matters which yeah. like it does mm-hmm. so I do think like having more representation is just gonna make yeah people not be so like oh they're like oh yeah this is just I like a girl and it's yeah. fine. Well, and it's also like well, it's, we, it's interesting because you're just talking about like your coming out video where you're like, hey, I made this video. It's the most watched video on my channel. I label myself a label that no longer applies to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that like, I mean, obviously I get it. Like it's hard to steer away from you watch so many shows and or like movies or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, like a character changes their label and you immediately got to slap a new one on and know what it is so that everybody's on the same page. And it doesn't leave a lot of room for that like flexibility or change or fluidity that I think that like we, especially as queer people, are like really embracing more so than I think even our community has 
done in the past, you know, where it's like, yeah, the idea that people can't like that your gender is going to be different like one day to the next or that like your sexuality can change and evolve and might be more related to like the people that you're around and who you happen to meet or be attracted to or fall in love with than like a strict like here's the box I'm in and here's the like, you know, okay, here's the my name is label of like what I am today. Like, yeah. You don't have to do that. Like, you don't have to. They didn't have to, in reply, like, have, you know, this whole conversation being like, oh, my God, I have a boyfriend, but now I'm clearly flirting with this girl. What does that mean? I'm bisexual. Maybe I'm not. Is she gay? I don't even know. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. It's, pretty it's not relevant to the story. Gay. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that girl wields some power tools like that a damn dyke. Okay. excessively Listen. gay. <laughs> Also, uh, loved, I'm just oh saying. Wait, I think what's it's that, actor, that's, what's that nice. actor's name though? It's because nice. she's in Do Revenge. Eva Capri. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is one of our favorite movies. Do you like that movie? Yes, so good. Like uh, such a, a good movie. What a fucking good movie. I'm yeah. such a gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Listen, I'm just gonna say based on the early aughts rom com era things that you named as well. We so we this is like a we're talking about a topic episode, but every other week our our other episodes are um a segment that we call should have been gay, and many of them many of the ones that you named um we have covered John Tucker must die oh, John yeah. Tucker must die we, we just did, did like John a few Tucker weeks ago <laughs> yeah yeah um yep we're did like, should have been gay on that don't date John date each other that's yes. it yes all <laughs> that of you is the end all of four the of you please and thank yes. you um so i'm just saying they might be of interest that's all but yeah no 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 no. i i'm with you ellie but also i just think it was nice that it didn't it was very nice didn't have to go there before we wrap up can we discuss wardrobe in reply yeah yes <laughs> just yeah. like number one love the wardrobe choices where thank did you, you find them all how did you make these choices? Because it's very like <laughs> of the time and also signals to everyone that these girls are queer. Yes. Um, I mean, I just had an amazing costume designer, Rossi Sorkin. Um, she she was so, she was she came with this huge deck. And because I, what I said to her was like, it's Wes Anderson esque. I want it to feel she's like, do you want it to actually feel like they're in the 2000s? I'm like, I want it to. Not it doesn't have to be like exactly what people wore in the 2000s, but I want it to feel like, yeah, it's like 2000s inspired, but oh, I yeah. want it to feel like people would be able to wear it today. Like, I want it, hey, like, Gen I wasn't Z's trying bringing to... it all back, okay? Yeah, I know. I Listen. want those overalls, give them to me. No, yes, <laughs> it, it's like uh, I feel like a bunch of people from the set, um, took some of the costumes, yeah, yeah, they're amazing. people wearing them. No, nice. yeah, they're uh, it's so great. They really complimented, um, with the cinematography, but yeah, no, she she killed it. I I, I'm obsessed with the costumes too. I feel like that's one of the top compliments I hear from Reply. Because <laughs> it was just so good. Mm-hmm. Like, you just could tell from the second that Hayden walked yep. on screen. Like, oh, yeah. Just walks on to unload. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, you're just like the like crop top vibe, the like beanie at one point. I don't feel like, like, Hayden was not wearing a beanie. I forget the other character's name. Casey. Casey was wearing a mm-hmm. beanie oh, yes. with like the tie-dye. Oh, yeah. With the overalls. Like that look with only one strap on. Like that was <laughs> just. I love that you remember it so well. Because it. it Ellie's, <laughs> Ellie's making mental notes. I was She's like, like I'm yeah, buying yeah, this I was outfit. like, we'll buy this outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
where can I get it? This episode. See, meanwhile, I was just having like like the flashbacks to like ah Hayden's hair. I had that haircut as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. There's the there's the short queer Bob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was perfect. Um, anything else you want to let our listeners know about Reply or any of your uh, film work before we go to our Q&A? Reply, um, you can watch it on creatorplus.com slash reply. You can rent it. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Perfect. Amazing. And it is for sure worth a watch. So Thank cute. <laughs> like get together, a little date, watch it. It is short. I wanted it, to warn people. It is, it is short, short, but I will say like it's a perfect, it's perfect for like a an early lesbian date, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. watch it. It's like about the time you would start making out. You were watching a full-length yes. feature. <laughs> so like, watch the 15 minutes and then have the rest of your date. Like, it's Pick up a girl in the bathroom, <laughs> bring them home, yes. watch reply. Yes. So cute. All right. Let's go to our Q&A. You ready? Q, 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 and, 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 and. Question number one. Have you ever had the one who got away? A, yes. B, no. Or C, this sounds creepy, but they never got away. <laughs> they never got away. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right, perfect. Um, <laughs> you know what I quest- mean. Question yeah. two. Now, you you can be um, biased as you want answering this, but we'll also put these up on our uh, Twitter for our listeners to answer. So question two, what's your favorite Elle Mills video out of A, coming out, B, what happened to Elle Mills, or C, reply? Or you can do another write in. Or you can write in, yeah. YouTube video? I oh coming. I'd say from YouTube videos, my first kiss. Okay. Mm. Like things I haven't like directed. Like there wasn't a crew, like just me. I'm I'm That's gonna write-in. add it as an option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'd say I guess reply. Reply. That's fair. Yeah. Nice. All right. Question number three. What's your favorite odds throwback? A VHS tapes, B flip phone, or C bootcut jeans? VHS tapes, eh? Yes. I have a bunch in my room. I have like that 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 TV that Sam like the he uses is that's mine. Oh my uh, god! Nice. Yeah. Oh my god! How well, big like, is the screen on that? It? It's like six inches, six inches, six inch. Nice, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Question four: Where would your meet cute happen? A Trader Joe's. B, Home Depot, C, Queer Bar Bathroom, or D, Tarot Reading? I think maybe Tarot Reading out of all of those. Nice. Okay, nice. Have you had a meet cute in an interesting place ever? Like, what's the weirdest? Mm, nothing like crazy. No, nothing crazy. I guess like, yeah, no. Have you, oh, other okay. than the bar bathroom, Ellie? What do you, what Have are you getting Have I? At no, I was just curious. Mm. That's a good question. Mine are all pretty mundane. Ellie's like, people are just hitting on me everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's hard to remember. Stop it. I beat but them I away remember. with a stick. God. <laughs> but I don't Can't remember. walk out my front door. <laughs> my front door. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll think on that. I'll think on that. I got nothing. All right. Oh, wait. No, I do have a good one. But it was. No, but it was straight. So it was really like. Uh, no one, no I, one wants to hear that. Come on. <laughs> it was when, it was like the year before I came out. And it was actually like the coolest meet cute. It was like when I was in New York City. And this and I like had I had just gotten back from an audition and I was in this like cute dress and I was really feeling myself. 
and I saw this guy on the train and he was he was very cute. So it wasn't like I was actually like, quote unquote, straight. And I looked at him and he looked at me and then (laughs) I got off the train and I was walking outside of the train station and he had followed me. That sounds so creepy, but he followed me. But I wanted him to like I had looked at him in a way that said like, hey, and then he asked me out on a date on the streets of New York. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I went on a date with him and I had gay panic and I came out like three weeks later. (laughs) I love it. Um, I love it. Wait, is it bad that now I'm pretty sure actually my like legit only meet cute in my life is also straight and also immediately precedes me coming out because I went on a I went on a college tour and met this kid on my college tour who was also like super into me and I think we exchanged like aim handles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then started dating over aim and then he was supposed to he was supposed to come to my prom with me. Like I had asked him to like be my prom. He lived in a different state. Like he, I was so in Connecticut. I think he lived in New Hampshire. Lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> so he like drove down like to Connecticut to like go on a couple dates with me. And then he, I like invited him to prom and he was supposed to come to prom. And then I had to have a whole plan of like, I have to tell this kid I am not taking him to prom because I am taking a girl. Whoops. <laughs> That's so anyways, go meet cutes, making making people gay. Making people gay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> meet sorry, cutes man. are for the gays only, actually. <laughs> so sorry. He was very nice, but so was not, the guy I dated. Yeah, he was not really nice right. kid. Just not right. All right, question number five. <laughs> Who would you have chased on a bus? A Jonas Brothers, B Backstreet Boys, C Spice Girls, or D One Direction? Uh A Jonas Brothers. Yes. I feel like I should have added some like older options. I know I know we have listeners who are going to be like, I am too old for all of these. But... <laughs> Is the Beatles too old of an option? <laughs> the Bee Gees. Who would you have chased? Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, who would I have chased in the 70s? I would still chase Carol King. <laughs> That's like so. Mamas, mamas and the Papas. Yeah, yeah. Could have chased this, them. The 60s was a good time for music, let's be real. But I would definitely... I already chased the Jonas Brothers, and I would definitely chase the Spice Girls. Great answers. All right. Great answers to our Q&A. <laughs> Remember, everyone, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Elle, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, let all of our listeners know, if they if they don't know, where can they find you? Where can they find your stuff? Yeah, you can. I pretty much just use Instagram. Instagram.com slash L.Mills. And then... YouTube, if you want to check out some of my work, um, youtube.com slash Mills. But more importantly, we want to watch my short film reply, creatorplus.com slash reply. Yes, and we will share that link with all of you. Any other new projects coming up or you're working on your feature? <clears throat> Anything working on else? my feature? Um, I think that I mean, I'm working on like I'm directing something pretty cool, but I don't think by this, the time this is out, I can share that. I think. Um, but I, I wrote an essay for the New York Times um, kind of talking about the stuff that we were talking about with what happened to El Mills. And I think that will be out by the time this is out. Um, and that's my first time like writing. I don't know. It was like really weird writing it because I'm like it was like it was like very therapeutic, but also reminded me of school. <laughs> so it's interesting. But um, yeah, I think that will be out. But thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been so fun. 
Thank you so much. I had a lot, a lot of fun. I like that. I like the questions. <laughs> Good questions. Good, Good questions. weird questions. Good. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from you in building communities, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. We'd like to give a shout out to Walter, who reached out on Facebook to recommend Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Many people have recommended this, Lee. I think it might be time. I- can I can I tell you what's so funny? I honestly, I had to, I did a like a search in our published episodes because. You I was felt like, like, haven't we've we done, done this? We've yeah, never I done swear. it. I know, and I could swear that we had. So yes, I think it is. It is for sure moving up on our list. Uh, oft requested, mm-hmm. so and amazing and quite gay. Yes, 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 we're gonna have a lot to say. We also want to shout out Mariah, who reached out on Instagram, DMing us to say that their cat has six toes and is named Tyrone after Count Rugen in that The Princess is Bride. An incredible. I die. Can I tell you I die? It's amazing. I love it so much. So (laughs) thank you, Mariah, for for letting us know that is exactly the content we crave. (laughs) We would also like to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, as always. Mark Foster. Tanya Ferguson. Sarah and Julia. Alana Rosen. Lizette Stye. A.D. Benitez. Fiona W. And Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Andrea Doucette. And Julia Gonzalez, thank you all so much. And to all of our patrons, we absolutely could not keep doing this show without you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Let's Hang Out Pod. You can email us at letshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at letshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. Les Hangout is an independently produced podcast. It's hosted by us with audio production by Ellie. Our production assistant is Kristen Murison, and Twitter shenanigans and various other graphics work is done by me. If you want to support the podcast, the easiest way to do that is rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to join our Patreon, you can support us by getting access to ad-free episodes. You can join our Less Essentials watch parties. We just had our last one for The Handmaiden, and we will be having more for our next Less Essentials soon. You get access to our Discord chat, all sorts of fun stuff. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Less Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash lesshop. It is always a good time to get a gay shirt or a gay mug or a gay tote. Remember, we also have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at Dollar Bean Prod. Or at our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can check out all of the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app. And if you want to help support us in making more musicals, you can join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out.